Hey, I'm Steve Holt, the senior pastor of The Road at Chapel Hills. This is The Road Podcast. Thanks for joining us. My heart is to empower you to change the world. I hope this message impacts you. So turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We're in the book of Ephesians. And we actually are going to talk about that. I've decided to call this, Don't Be Deceived, You're a New Person. Don't be deceived, you're a new person. And we're going through Ephesians 4. If you're a guest with us today, um, you may not have been in a church like ours, but we teach the Bible chapter by chapter and verse by verse, book by book, we're in Ephesians. And the first three chapters, you guys, of Ephesians is about the wealth that we have in Christ. Uh, Chapters 4, 5, and 6, where we are now, the second half of the book of Ephesians is about the walk we have in Christ. So the first part is doctrinal. The first part is theological, and we covered that. Um, And that's important, and I've said again and again that if you're serious about your faith, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a scholar, but you're serious about being a wholehearted disciple and loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you should get Wayne Grudem's book, Systematic Theology. Wayne Grudem's book, Systematic Theology. It's now in paperback. It used to be hardback. like $57 when I got it. And I think it's, it's down to like $25 now. But you, you, you need to understand doctrine because there's a lot of deception out there. And so the first three chapters are about doctrine. They're about the wealth we have in Christ. And then 4, 5, and 6, where we are now, is very practical. It's how to walk in Christ. And so, and so what we're seeing as we come into chapter 4 is, first of all, 1 through 6 is talking about the unity The unity of God, we've already covered this, and the unity we have as the body of Christ in Christ. Then the next part of of Ephesians 4, starting around verse 6 or 7, is dealing with the empowered church. So the last two times that I've spoken, last week I was not here, Brian spoke, but um, it's about the empowerment through spiritual gifts. And I'll say this again to you that missed that, that spiritual gifts... There's not a number of spiritual gifts. If you actually took the, the six passages in the New Testament talking about spiritual gifts, if you counted them up, there'd be 22. I believe there's 222 gifts. In other words, I think they're just examples through the inspiration of Scripture. So you may be an engineer. That can be a spiritual gift. An engineer could be a spiritual gift if it's under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So you could be an artist that's beautiful at seeing things and painting things, or, or you're, a, you're a graphic artist, you use a computer, that can be a spiritual gift that's under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I talk about three things. I talk about acquired skills, that's through your education, things like that, or seminars that you go to to, to develop your skills, natural talents that you were born with, but then spiritual gifts are part of that. And so part of the, the goal of this church is to help you reach convergence. Write that down. If you're taking notes, write down convergence. When we talk about empowering people to change the world and empower you, our goal is for you to reach convergence in your lifetime. In other words, that when I think about convergence, I think in terms of acquired skills, natural talents, spiritual gifts, under the rubric of godly character. Okay? And we talked about that, how there's many people, their gifts get ahead of their character. And so they fall. And we're seeing in the Christian, you know, we, we know what's happened with, 
with uh, the, the revelation of Ravi Zacharias and some of the stuff that's come out about him. And others in the last few years that are, are top Christian leaders that have fallen because their gifting was ahead of their character. And so we want our character to stay lock, stop, and barrel with our vision and gifting and dreams that God has given us because you're going to get attacked. And so as we come now into Ephesians 4, we're looking at who you are and how you think. Who you are and how you think. And there's a story told, and it's probably true actually, um, but it's a great metaphor if it's not, of an eagle that fell out of its nest, and when it landed on the ground, it became a part of a flock of turkeys. And so this eagle started hanging out with turkeys. It learned to eat like a turkey. It flew like a turkey. And if, anybody, turkey hunters in here, but I've hunted turkeys. And turkeys, they, they only fly, you know, they'll fly up to their roost and that's it because they're pretty much a ground bird. So that's as far as they go. And, and the story goes, this turkey, hanging out with turkeys, will sometimes look up and see eagles fly by. And man, I wish I, I, wish I could fly like an eagle. I mean, I'm kind of sick of just going 15 feet up into that dumb pine tree, you know? Dreaming about being an eagle when he actually was an eagle. Didn't know that actually the DNA within him was an eagle, but he's hanging out with turkeys. Well, the church today has built a flock of turkeys when you're actually an eagle. The reason I know that is because I see the state of the church right now in America, and I go, we need some eagles. We need some eagles. And guess what? You are one. We just need you to understand that you are one. And I can preach till the cows come home. And if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. Jesus said, you know the truth. Truth shall set you free. Truth doesn't set you free. You shall know the truth and truth shall set you free. If you don't believe it, then it means nothing. We got a lot of Christians with big heads and small hearts because they're turkeys. And God's called them to be eagles. Because actually they are eagles. So that's what this is about. This is, this is talking about turkeyism <laughs> and eagleism. Yes. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He's an eagle. Old things, being a turkey, have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So look at Ephesians 4.17. And what we're going to look at today is turkeyism. So we're going to look a lot here about what it means to be a turkey. And then we're going to next week go into how to be an eagle. So verse 17 says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles, as the rest of these turkeys walk, in the futility of their mind. So the first thing we need to understand is that Satan deceives you, and the way he deceives you is he begins to cause you to think in terms of futility. And futility is, is a really um, destructive part of our thinking process because it actually means empty, and it means vanity. And so he's saying, look, this is how everybody else walks. Don't walk that way. Now, he's writing to Christians. This is to the Ephesian church. Of which he all he has is commendations for this church. This is a solid, spirit-filled, word-rooted, happening 
culture-impacting church. You understand that? They are. And so this is a good church. This is a solid church. He's saying, look, don't, even you, you're an eagle church. Don't go back because you can, right? You can start thinking wrongly and you begin to think vanity. And what happens is your faith is destroyed because of fear. And fear is so prevalent right now. It is prevalent in society. I was, I was up at our cabin in Fair Play, and we were talking to a guy, one of our neighbors. We're just getting to know him. And he works in the government of the city of Frisco. And he was saying how they keep posting these jobs that they need well-paying $50,000 a year jobs that are available. People won't even apply. And I said, well, why? And he said, well, part of it's the government checks they get. But he said, the second thing is fear. They're afraid they're going to get COVID. And he said, that's a... He said, no, I didn't say this. I'm very careful with people I don't know. He said, it's a pandemic. And you can tell he, he was sort of testing me, you know, like, I wonder what he's going to think about that. And I said, amen, brother. You and I are on the same team. But fear. The spirit of fear. It's because we let our we let our thinking and our walk fall into what we would call a futility of the mind. So if you look at commercials, if you spend much time watching movies, you're influenced by that. I forget the name of the drug company. So it starts with a K. It's on all the... And I was watching the Georgia game um, yesterday. The only time I watch TV is when Georgia plays. And uh, so it was some, something like Kerville or Kerville. Some kind of a drug you're supposed to take, okay? And um, it's supposed to help you with something. And I'm telling you... <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys. After, you know how they do the thing, you know, beware of this. And then seriously... The commercial was like one minute, and 45 seconds was all the things. Talking about vomiting, death, suicidal thoughts, you know, leave your husband or your wife, you know, um, sex outside of marriage. I mean, I don't know. It's like all kinds of stuff. I'm listening. I'm like, what? But if you're watching a lot of TV and you're listening to those kind of commercials, it influences you. Talk about futility of mind. You're going you're gonna to put this drug in your bloodstream with that kind of a warning? And here's the thing. Oh, I, I, I promised myself I would not do this today. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Verse 18. No, no, no. Verse 18. Okay, verse 18. Having their understanding darkened. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. You see, when your thinking is darkened, you alienate yourself from God. But man, guys, that's not a good thing. You want to be in partnership with God, not alienated from God. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. The life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. So we still have ignorance in us. You're still ignorant sometimes. You still tend by habit to act and think like a turkey when you're really an eagle. 
But guys, if you don't retrain your thinking, you'll go back to the old way. Alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Wow. Who, being past feeling. Now, see, that's amazing to me that, that our understanding and our thinking can become so skewed that it's past even the ability to feel it anymore because you so developed a way of life and a habit pattern, kind of a, a mental type of habitual thinking that it doesn't even affect your conscience anymore. You've been seared. So where you, know, you used to do this a little bit and you're like, oh, I hope I don't get caught. Or I hope my wife doesn't find out. Or I hope my husband doesn't find out. Whatever it is. And then it doesn't even bother you anymore. It's past feeling. Because you're so darkened by it. Have given themselves over to lewdness. To work out all uncleanness with greediness. You've not so learned Christ this way. So it's a darkened understanding. That's what drugs do. That's what drugs do. Pharmakia in the Greek means witchcraft. Okay, it doesn't mean we don't take drugs sometimes because they're healthy and they're good and they can, they can I mean, he took nitroglycerin right here, you know, using that. I'm not, I'm not saying that because every time I say this, I've been a pastor 27 years. Anytime I bring up pharmakia, I get, if you email me, I'm not, I will not respond. Okay? <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're against all drugs. I'm not against all drugs. I believe all truth is God's truth wherever it comes from. So if science has developed a truth that's helping, it's a good thing. I'm talking about drugs injected or put into your bloodstream that are not good, that become addictive. There's a reason why Big Pharma has just, has just shoved opioids into small towns all over this country. Because they're trying to make zombies. That's what they're trying to do. In the name of good. Do you guys get it that big pharma, big tech, and big gov are trying to make you idiots? It's darkening of our understanding and it's demonic. It's demonic. So we're being, we're being warned right here by Paul 2,000 years ago. There's nothing new under the sun. They were doing it back then. They're doing it now. It's just more sophisticated. And what's beautiful about today is you can find out information on all this stuff. We didn't know before. Man, we know stuff now. But you have to do the research. You have to look it up. You need to be asking the question, is that really true? Is that really true? Who Does that... Does that fly with science? Does it? Have they done their homework? Are they telling me the whole truth? It's called critical thinking. It's called, my dad would have said, using your noggin. A southern for being a good thinker. Use your noggin. And so God's given us the ability to do that because demonic powers, satanic powers, come in and they darken your thinking. And it's even beyond your feelings Because what it does is it sears your conscience. You start to have a seared conscience. So guys, look for alternative forms of news. Learn to 
to, and we're going to talk about this. We're going to do a uh, medical conference. First uh, weekend in November, we're going to do a medical conference. We're going to bring some of the best doctors in the nation talking about what's happening right now because we want to train you, we want to equip you, we want to empower you. The two classes that we're doing with Empower You, the first is on leadership by Jerry, and the other one is by Devin, it's on spiritual warfare. Both are really going to be key because we want to empower people to change the world. But look at, listen to Ephesians 2.2. Write this down. You don't need to look it up. Just write it down in your notes, Ephesians 2.2. You once walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So Paul is warning us earlier in Ephesians that there is a course. There is a, there is a graduate level course of this world led by Satan. So let's just think about it. Let's think logically here. If you kick God out of the schools... If you kick God out of the church, if you kick God out of government, if you kick God out of society, who rules? Somebody's going to rule. There's always a ruler in every vacuum. And if it's not God, it's Satan. He rules. We should not be shocked by the kind of stuff that comes from big tech, big gov, big pharma, and Satan's in charge. It's a course, the graduate school course. Well, we should be having graduate school courses in how to renew our minds in the church. Amen. That's why we come here. That's why we have community groups. We have house churches. We have Empower You because we've got to get trained. We got to, we've got, you don't battle by saying, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that. No, you've got to actually start thinking about truth. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So, in other words, the enemy blinds you. Some of you are here today. Someone invited you here. You're like, man, I cannot believe I showed up at this church. This guy's a nut up here. The music's too loud. The pastor's too loud. And your heart is blinded. And God's going to take the veil off. Just keep coming. God will get on you and you'll get set free and you'll quit walking in bondage. Because that's what Jesus does. He sets the captives free. And it's really, really cool to get set free. It's a real bummer to walk. Some people would rather be comfortable and be enslaved than be uncomfortable and be free. I like uncomfortable and free. How about you? And the only way you can stay uncomfortable and free is use your noggin. Think for yourself. Don't let other people think for you. Don't even take what I'm saying. You get into the Word. You dig into the Word. You start reading systematic theology. You start listening to good broadcasts. You renew your mind with truth. Because that's what it says in verse 21. Look at that. Verse 21. If indeed you have heard him... And have been taught by him that truth is in Jesus. Write this down. Big letters. Renew your mind with truth. Renew your mind with truth. Renew your mind with truth. Reject lies. Reject falsehood. Reject dumb theories. Follow the science. Follow Christ. 
Go after Jesus. Hebrews 12. Therefore we also, since we are sur surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Until we start looking at Jesus, we will not be able to have a faith that's being authored, developed, built, and strengthened for the days ahead. Focus on Jesus, taking our minds off of the, the weights that ensnare us, the, the fears that some of us are carrying. The only way you break that is not going, man, i got to quit being fearful. You've got to take your eyes off of your circumstances, put your eyes on Jesus being in his word. We call it PB&J. PB&J is not peanut butter and jelly. It is prayer Bible journal, prayer Bible journal, doing prayer Bible journal every day. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to see yourself as you're back in school. You're back in school, right, Mandy? Like that smile. You're back in school. You're back in school. You've got to keep growing and keep learning because the enemy is on the move and he's going to cram a bunch of stuff down your head that will cause you to have a darkened mind. And the only way to break out of a darkened mind is you've got to shine light on it. And every time you read God's word, you shine the light on it. Every time you go to a community, you shine the light on it. Every time you stand up for righteousness in a loving, kind way, not in a mean-spirited way, but in a loving, kind way where you don't bend, you shine the light. And people are hungry for that. They just want some courage. Your kids want to see you be courageous. Your boss, right now, who's having to maybe push a mandate that he doesn't even agree with, just needs some people with some backbone to stand up. And so, but you've got to have your focus on Jesus because truth is in Jesus. Truth is in his word. This is the inerrant, infallible word of God. You're not inerrant. I'm not inerrant. God's word is. He is. And so the more we spend time in God's word... The more we memorize God's word, the more we love God's word, and we focus on Jesus and worship and prayer. That's what I love about what Brian's doing. I mean, I can't tell you, 27 years I've been a pastor, and when I was at Mountain Springs, I said a hundred times, if I said it once, we should start equipping more worship leaders. We should start equipping more people. And never would happen. Brian gets it. And so you've got young guys now leading worship when you come in here because we've got to raise up a new generation of worshipers and warriors. It's not, I don't have much left in the vast spectrum of things. These young people have their whole life before them. We've got to empower them and equip them and believe in them. So Paul's saying, truth is in Jesus. Renew your mind with truth, verse 22. That you put off... Concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, the eagle man. Take off that old turkey, put on the eagle, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. So we got to put on the new person. You're a new person, but you have to put it on, you know? It's, it's like putting on clothes. So yesterday, I was doing all this work related to some stuff that I was building. And I had on, you know, my Carhartt stuff. 
And then today, I put on this, this outfit. And there's, there's an old and there's a new. But just like you put on... I don't, put, I don't put a shirt and a jacket over Carhartt stuff. Okay, I have to take that off and put on the new. So some of you just need to take an index card and write, you know, on a card, put on the eagle today. Take off the turkey. Put on the eagle. You're an eagle. In this church, you're an eagle. I can't speak for other churches, but in this church, you're an eagle. Start acting like it. Just be who you are. Be who you are in Christ. Don't be, be who you are in you. We already don't like you. <laughs> we like Christ in you, though. And if you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you've never given and surrendered your heart to Christ, do it today. Smartest move you'll ever make. Amen. Don't be a turkey. Be an eagle. Because when you start walking as eagle, you walk as a free man. When you walk as a free woman. Nobody has to kick you around. You can say, stop doing that. I, I, that's disrespectful. I don't believe you. I don't believe that's true. Now, you can believe that's true. That's fine. It's a free country. I just don't believe it's true. Um, and I'm going to walk in Christ. Right. And when you do that, what happens is that some, there's a... There's just a few people, not many, but there's a few people who go, wow, I want to be like him, or I want to be like her. And before you know it, we start building an army. Kingdom of God revolution happens that way. But somebody's got to stand up. You're an eagle. Do it. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. With confidence and joy in your heart. Hey, thanks for listening to The Road Podcast. It's been my joy to be a part of your life today. And you know, that's part of what we do here at The Road. And this is what I do in having this Road Podcast is to empower people to change their world. My passion and desire is that you would take God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit and make that relevant for your life. You know, the reality is that God has placed your life here on this earth to make a difference. And if you'd like more information about how to grow in Christ, if you need prayer, if you want more equipping in different areas of your life, go to theroad.org. God bless you.